When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now is a former white fern who has over 100 ODI internationals to her credit, Morena. Rebecca Rolls. Morena, Ricardo, I'm good, thanks. That's the story, mate. This Bangladesh series, um, I don't know, I don't want to say it's been a doddle, but I mean, it has been pretty comfortable for the white ferns, hasn't it? What do you think Ben Sawyer's getting out of this as a coach? Yeah, I actually think he's getting quite a lot out of it. And I, I also would say, I think Bangladesh, um, you know, they're still learning as a team. They just clocked up their 50th ODI yesterday and, and they're still sort of finding their way in uh, international cricket. And I think they get better all the time. However, I mean, there's no denying a gap. And you see that on all the rankings and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, uh, the white fans should be dominating the series. But I think for Ben Sawyer, it's as much about finding out who his top 11 are as he heads into a T20 World Cup. And then, you know, building for the next ODI World Cup. Who are those players and, and what roles do they play within the strategy you know, so that he wants to bring to the game? And, and, and also about giving opportunities. I mean, he's sort of, more than any White Ferns coach probably, um, he's inherited a bit of a, not only a team, but a legacy. So he doesn't have the background of players. He hasn't, you know, come through the, the domestic scene and, and kind of had those years sitting there watching cricket in New Zealand to kind of know who his next sort of cabs off the rank are. So, so I think there's, there's a, it's a bit of an exploration uh, mission for him, but also to kind of, you know, with the players he has got, and, you know, some of them have been playing cricket for a long time now, is how does he get the best out of them and make sure that I think that he takes their game from sort of a, um, you know, what they have been doing and, and improves it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, you you, mean, you touched on a couple of things there. Uh, one of those for me is uh, Leah Tahuhu. Um, I, I know she was let go uh, for the ODI side of the program, but the way she stood up in the T20 side of the program um, makes me think that, you know, in, in pretty much most formats that we play, that she should be part of the equation. And I know he's, he's using this as an opportunity to look at others, but uh, do, you, do you think that they should be looking at Leah and there's been maybe uh, under previous management an error made and not retained? her to a central contract? I think every bowler in New Zealand has got a chance of making this team at the moment. Um, and there's no denying Leah's performed well, particularly in the T20s. Um, and that she has really, really nailed that sort of side of the game and has some great skills there. Uh, with ODI cricket, and, and bear in mind, I'm not a fast bowler, so I am, I am quite objective here uh, by choice. Um, there's, you know, there are some some specific phases and, and I think any coach needs to be able to have a stock of bowlers in each phase that'll do a job and, and and for me I think that's what any coach would be looking at so for Leah it's about proving she can do probably three or four jobs in, instead of the one or two she's doing extremely well in the T20 series and you know you've got Hannah Rowe on the sidelines she'll probably get a look and I would imagine at some point um, so you know it, it remains to be seen um, and then you've got someone like uh, you know Jess Kerr who returns career best figures four for 23 um, hardly <laughs> she took her she got two wickets before there was a run hit off her um, you know and some good performances by Hayley Jensen Molly Penfold looked sharp so for me, the bowling side of the White Ferns at the moment, that's pretty tough to get into. And, and behind the sticks, obviously, has, has also been a uh, a point where we're looking for some depth, we're looking for some new names. Jess McFadgen, man, she's uh, she's had a bit of a bad bad luck, but she's finally managed to pull the gloves on in Angie's today. Got a couple of dismissals. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get to see her with the bat, though. 
No, we only got to see four people with the bat, <laughs> bat yesterday. Um, you know, which is what happens sometimes when you're chasing a, a low total and, and your openers do the job. But yeah, I mean, she's she's someone else. Ben Sawyer will be looking at. Um, you know, after the retirement of Katie Martin and even Rachel Priest, and before that, it was uh, some other old has been. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but you know, so the White Ferns have had these mainstays for decades now, and not you know, not, there's been you know a couple of others, Natalie Dodd, Bernadine Bazoon, who have come and come and gone a little bit, but. They've kind of had the luxury of not needing to kind of, I've always had sort of someone there. So this is quite a step change for um, the White Ferns and, and Ben Sawyer sort of picked the team up at that time. So, so yeah, Jess will get, um, you know, what, after what has been a not straightforward introduction to the White Ferns, it's fair to say, uh, for her. She'll get a, a couple of more opportunities um, and might even get a bat. Uh, Izzy Gaze is over, or was over in India with the development tour. She's got under 19s World Cup to, to sort of prepare for as well. And, and then who knows what after that for both of them. So I think. It'll probably take a good couple of years before, you know, Ben Sawyer's comfortable with, with what he wants. And, you know, really good to have two pretty, you know, at least two good keepers vying for that position. Yeah, we've got those two there. Um, so what's our depth, do you think, um, at, at keeper? I know we've got the T20 World Cup, so uh, maybe, you know, keeping for longer periods of time and that sort of thing, you can get away with, uh, well, uh, sorry, shorter periods of time, you can get away with having someone who's not a specialist. We saw Maddie Green jump in when uh, Jess got sick uh, in the T20s. I mean, is she an option going forward or was that very much just an emergency job? My personal opinion is I think that has to be an emergency. I think you lose too much if you don't have a good a specialist keeper. And, you know, Maddie's someone who over, you know, that two or three years I've, I just referred to when you sort of been the number one keeper. She should absolutely be still doing some work and, and be that option because, she, let's face it, it's not the worst. Um, you know, <laughs> she might think it didn't go that well, but look, I think she did pretty pretty well considering. Um, you also got to remember you take a really good fielder out of the mix as well with Maddie Green and a good, you know, um, that, that is a loss, particularly in T20 cricket. So I, I would like to think that we have a stock of good specialist wicketkeepers who can bat and can bat in the top seven to choose from because, for me, in the modern game... Um, to, and even frankly, you know, in the longer format, I think if your keeper's not batting in that top sort of seven or eight, then then you, you're having to pick two humans to do a job that you should just be able to get out of one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. That uh, what, what's your take on Izzy? Um, how far away from Jess is she? How far away from uh, being white ferns capable do you think she is? Well, Izzy went to West Indies as the first white ferns keeper, so yeah. I, I don't think there's, um, I don't think she's kind of away from Jess at all. I, I would say, you know. If I'm Ben Sawyer, I'm thinking, well, these are two girls I've actually just met. I need to have a look at them both. So so I think they're both contenders. They're, they're a long way apart in age. That's probably the distance. Um, so, you know, you've, you're probably weighing up a little bit more time on earth with Jess versus Izzy, who's still learning her trade. Um, but I think both of them, uh, you know, have, have a lot to offer. Um, and, you know, but with, as I said, with the bat, that's possibly where each of them might look to try and get an edge because, you know, if you keep, if you can't really separate the keepers, that's where the coach and selectors are going to want to look to find that bit extra. Yeah, yeah, right, right, okay. Um, now we mentioned Maddie Green, uh, her and Susie yesterday, 131 from 134. It's not a bad partnership, is it? I, I was watching <laughs> that though. <laughs> I was watching it, and I was doing the maths in my head as I'm looking. How many we need? How many Susie needs? How mm. many we need? How many Susie needs? Do you think there was ever a conversation out there about making sure that Susie got the ton? No, look, I'd, I'd be very surprised, other than maybe a joking one. And if, if there was Maddie Green, would have probably initiated and said, do you want me to block everything out? 
um, <laughs> you know, to let you get that. And I think we probably saw a little bit of a foot down from Susie as she sort of got into the 80s to go, well, hang on, if I'm going to give it a nudge, now's the time. But it was, it was sort of, as you say, there weren't that many runs left, so it would be the kind of thing you'd have to get done, you know, in three or four balls and send them to the boundary in order to make it happen. But absolutely not. I think both those players have played long enough uh, that they go that they would be thinking if you start to try and manipulate things like that, sometimes you can come unstuck and someone gets out and, and not out for both of them is always going to be the best result. So, I mean, I think Susie will take her 93 off 91, um, put it in her already impressive kind of, you know, locker room of, of successes. And, and, you know, what a what a support act by Maddie Green. And it was hard out there to start with, I think, talking to Susie after the game. But, you know, the, the Bangladesh bowlers are handy. And I think young Marufa Akta, who's, you know, 17, <laughs> she's not phased by legends. You know, she just r- runs in and bowls and saw her beat the back quite a bit. So, you know, there was a bit to deal with early on um, and really good for both of them to stick at it. Yeah, it was. It was. I I interviewed Susie probably a week or so ago. It was just before the T20 series and sort of said, hey, look, you know, you got the ODI, ODI series coming up. Uh, you realise that... You've got seven tons against seven different countries, uh, but Bangladesh isn't one of them. Is that something you want to add to? So, hence my intrigue watching that countdown yesterday. I was, I was, I was trying to measure the runs to see if she was going to get there. No, I got close. You probably sowed the seed for her, but anyway, there's Napier and Hamilton. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you know what Napier's like with international cricket. It's guaranteed to rain. Hey, um, hey, 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 careful. <laughs> we the the difference that you've seen, if any, between Ben Sawyer's setup and um, what we had before under Bob Carter. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that the players are talking tactically more openly uh, you know we had I'm trying to remember who it was that, that was on it was it Amelia Kerr came on saying that you know um, in the T20s we aim to score at least 160 and try and restrict the other team to 110 120 and I asked Ben Sawyer the question he said well you know we're pretty open about it uh, for ODIs we're aiming to score 270 and restrict the oppo to 230 I mean that's been a standout for me in terms of a bit of a change but what have you noticed in terms of a change of approach or style? Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, when you look from afar, you do pick up on those things, don't you? And and, and I, I sort of, I think it's really good from Ben Sawyer to be um, be open about that. I mean, there's no secret, is there? Everyone knows what the rules are in cricket and international cricket and how many balls you get and what you're trying to do. So, so I don't think there's any reason to be coy. Uh, and and probably what that's done, and and I'm, I'm I guess I'm guessing a little bit is, is turn the players into those numbers and figure, oh, okay, so here's some sort of. I don't know, guardrails or benchmarks that, that we might look to and, and start to, you know, really generate that chat and that, that kind of common understanding in the changing room. And, and I don't necessarily think that hadn't happened before, but as you say, it's probably more visible now. Um, and I think also, uh, you know, talking to the players themselves and there's a maturity that's happening and it's probably been since the World Cup as well. I think they actually moved on to strides during that tournament. But some of the senior players in particular, not just uh, Sophie and, and Susie, but, you know, Maddie, Lauren, there's a few others around there who, who are probably taking a bit more ownership of that and learning to trust sort of not just the plan, but also what happens in the moment when Ben's in the changing room and, and can't sort of, you know, really sort of affect anything. But what do we do as players in that moment? Well, what are we talking about with each other? How do we sort of realign things or recalibrate to make sure we're still sort of shooting for those goals? So that's probably what I've seen I think, a bit more is, yeah, the players start to really tune into that kind of numbers side of things. We've got about two months before the T20 World Cup in South Africa next year. Um, how far off do you think the White Ferns are from the Indias, the Englands and the Australias? Well, well we saw it in the ODI World Cup and, and it, I think it's even more more so in um, T20s. But you're only 
a win away, aren't you? You're only probably an over away from from making that game yours and that sort of thing. And and I mean, there's no sort of I don't think you can dispute Australia are, are out front, aren't they? There's, there's daylight between them and others, and, and then I think England us and India, which I still think in, in the ODI World Cup proved this as well, was that on, on the day any of those teams can win. But even, you know, against Australia, there are times when, you know, we, we've had Australia on the ropes and they've found a way, as they tend to do. So, I mean, my personal opinion is I think as we approach that T20 World Cup, really start to lock in the plans and, and the players, you know, start to understand their roles and, and, and you know, then you're sort of getting into those finer details like the matchups and, and, and the conditions and, and that sort of thing, those little one percenters. Like, I don't think we're that far away at all. Um, it, Australia will always be the team to beat, and I'll be surprised if that's ever not the case in you know, the next few while. But the main thing is that the teams under that are, I think, you know, the clusters closing in. So, so yeah, look, it's going to be a fascinating World Cup in, in South Africa conditions, which you know, are some of the best in the world. Um, you know, you, then you've got the West Indies in Pakistan, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh are the next ones. And, and you know, that you might look at them as saying, you know, there's, there's definitely a, a tier difference there, but I don't think so. West Indies have been strong, you know, so there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. And I don't think any team could take a game easily. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Not too far away then, not too far away. Um, Rebecca, thank you very much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it, mate. Go well, have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you beforehand, have a great Christmas, eh? You too, Ricardo. Thanks very much.